The Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News, a ministry dedicated to the truth revealed through Jesus Christ, encouraging listeners to stand boldly as the King's return is at hand. My wife and I were married in 1990. For the first year of our marriage, we lived in a small one-bedroom apartment building. Rent was 300 a month there, which at the time, being young and me having just started a brand new business, was hard on our budget. Today, that same apartment is renting for 800 a month. After a year, we were able to buy our first home, a starter home, modest, three bedrooms, one bath, but it had good bones. We paid 29000 for that house. And yes, I put a lot of work into fixing it up while we lived there and did most of the work myself. We lived in our starter home for 14 years until our family was getting too big and we needed something larger. It was a bittersweet time selling our first house. I'd put so much blood, sweat, and tears into fixing it, improving it, and maintaining it, and it was our first house. After we sold it, I'd drive by it every single day for over a year. I guess I had an emotional attachment. But bottom line, having purchased that house for 29000 in 1991, 14 years later, we sold it for 129000 That was in 2005, and today that same house is valued at over 200000 And by the grace of God, we were able to find a much larger house that was way over our budget, but it was in foreclosure, and the bank was willing to sell it to us for the exact same price, $129,000. We had immediate equity in our second home because it was worth well over that amount, but the bank wanted a quick sale. We lived there for 13 years before moving to a different town. Now, we purchased our second house for $129. I didn't have to put nearly as much work into this one, and that was a good thing because by this time I was in full-time ministry work with the Wisconsin Christian News, and we were on an extremely tight budget, not to mention being in the midst of raising our family. But having purchased that home in 2005, in 2018, we sold it for $229,000, a $100,000 increase. And once again, by God's grace, we were blessed to be able to purchase an even nicer home in the new town. We've now lived here for only five years, but in that five years, the value of our current home has more than doubled. I tend to keep an eye on housing costs because housing costs are indicative of the overall economy. So I watch the local real estate listings on a somewhat regular basis. The cost of homes has skyrocketed over the past five years. There's no way in the world we'd ever be able to afford to live in our current home at the price it's valued at now. At the same time, the cost for renters has also increased dramatically. The average cost to rent an apartment is now 2000 a month where I live, plus utilities. That is for a modest two to three bedroom apartment. House rentals and duplexes cost even more. Now, have all the homes really increased in value that much? And what does that even really mean? In reality, it's a stark indicator of superinflation because our money isn't really money anymore. It's fiat currency, as it's been for decades. Federal Reserve notes, based on nothing. In the last few years, we've continued to print money at a constantly accelerated pace. And this has caused the highest inflation rates we've seen in over 40 years. In the 1990s, I remember we used to be able to go to Arby's and feed the whole family for $5. They had their five-for-five five deal, five roast beef sandwiches for $5. Today, being empty nesters, when my wife and I go to Arby's, we can get two of those same sandwiches for $10.32. That's just one example. And we very rarely eat out, but at the grocery store, price increases are just as drastic. 
Let me share with you some some of the figures I was able to locate online at businessinsider.com. Now, these numbers are already two years old. It's basically impossible to find real data on the cost increases for basic necessities that's up to date. I assume the powers that be are censoring and hiding this information because if we really knew the truth and were able to see it all in one place, Americans would be furious. So this information is from 2021 and the increases are what we saw in just one year's time. The cost of milk was up 8% in 21 compared to 20. Apples were up 7%, citrus fruits up 10%, fuel oil was up 45%, propane was up 18% in 2021 over 2020, but I can tell you it has since doubled in price, and gasoline was up 45%. The cost of washers, dryers, stoves, and other household appliances increased by 30%. Men's pants increased 11%. Women's dresses increased 16%, and the cost of used cars and trucks went up 45%. Car and truck rentals went up a whopping 88%. Hotel rooms up 17%. Mind you, once again, these figures are two years old. But suffice to say, when prices go up, they do not come back down, so the numbers are even higher now. I was able to find some reliable information on the cost of health care from healthsystemtracker.org. In the last three years, the cost of medical services has increased by 114%. And remember when the so-called Affordable Care Act was forced upon us, Obamacare? We were told we'd be able to get excellent health insurance for less than the cost of our monthly cell phone bill. Prior to Obamacare, we did have good health insurance that we were able to afford. Then we got the letter from our insurance carrier. The cost of our monthly premium was going to increase to $1,800 a month. For just myself and my wife, and the new policy would include a hefty increase in our deductible and limit where and when we could use it. Now, since we couldn't afford to pay the equivalent of two additional mortgages for something we likely would never ever use, we went without health insurance. Instead, we joined a Christian health sharing program that covered a lot and cost about the same as what we'd been paying previously. But over the years, the cost for this has increased dramatically as well, and very few hospitals and clinics will accept it. But it's still the best deal we can find, and we maintain our membership in that program in case something catastrophic may happen. But over the past year, we've learned a lot about how hospitals and emergency rooms especially work, and our experience should alarm everyone. Last December, while visiting our daughter and her family in Texas, my wife fell in the street and hit her head on a curb. There was a massive amount of bleeding and looked like a horrendous amount of trauma. So I rushed her to the closest emergency room, where we waited for about two hours before anyone came to see us. They did no testing, not even an x-ray, but instead advised us to have that done once we returned home. Essentially, they cleaned up the wound and put a bandage on it and sent us away. I'd estimate my wife was actually treated by a nurse for no more than 20 minutes. Now, this Baptist hospital did not accept our Christian health-sharing program, so they put us down as a self-pay patient. We got that bill for several thousand dollars, and somehow we managed to pay it, and received a statement saying paid in full. Fast forward nine months. Just in September, we got another bill for the same services at the same hospital, but this time they'd run the bill through our health-sharing program, which gave us a $1,200 discount, but this bill is still $4,700, and this is in addition to the paid-in-full bill we already paid. 
We have all the documentation. We have the original paid-in-full receipt, but the hospital is still insisting on payment on this second bill and offering absolutely zero negotiations. They won't even acknowledge our first enormous payment that supposedly covered everything at that time. Bottom line, we're being double-charged, and the facility has no one, not one single employee that we can go to with our dispute of the charges. We have two options, set up a payment plan or be sent to collections. The original bill which we paid was less, but still enormous for 20 minutes worth of a nurse's time and a bandage. That was the self-pay charge. Now that they are apparently accepting our Christian health sharing plan, they're charging us again. But now they're calling the cleaning of a wound and the application of a bandage surgery to the tune of $4,700. I should note that while we waited to be seen by someone in our little curtained-off cubicle, we were surrounded by patients in the other emergency room cubicles, and none of them spoke English. I can only assume that these were some of the millions of illegal aliens that had crossed the border and were being treated there for free. So I guess the hospital needs to recoup the cost of free health care for illegal somehow, and I guess we are the ones directly paying for it. This is happening all over the country now, folks. Hospitals and clinics are very deceptive with their pricing and billing, charging those with insurance much more than self-pay patients, but now they're even double-billing patients like us. The cost of everything is increasing daily. You know, when Klaus Schwab stated that by 2030 we will own nothing, I wondered how the globalist communists would make that happen. Now it's becoming more clear. As interest rates continue to rise and banks are getting more restrictive with their lending every day, it's very difficult for people, especially young married couples, to afford to buy a home. The days of the $29,000 starter home are gone. Starter homes now start at an average of $160,000, and they need a ton of work. And that is with a 30-year fixed interest rate near 8%. When the Green New Deal was announced, stating that all existing homes and buildings would be replaced with modern, sustainable buildings, I wondered how that would ever be possible. Well, now we see the globalists burning things down and destroying essential infrastructure just so they can build back better. They're so invasive, they even want to ban your gas stove. Just to remember, every time you hear the words renewable, sustainable, clean, or green, you can go ahead and replace those words with the word controllable. It's not about climate change and never has been. It's always been about obtaining complete control and domination over the world population. And you know, they can't even have an honest debate on these subjects because the leftists ban, censor, scrub, mock, ridicule, and delete all those who offer an opposing opinion, even when it's backed up by real science. They tell us to follow the science, but of course we're only allowed to follow their science. Things like basic biology of male and female are, of course, disinformation. Last year, our government passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which was supposed to help everyday Americans and fight the hyperinflation we're in the midst of. So how's that been working out for us? Well, prices of necessities like food, shelter, and clothing are still on the rise. Interest rates are still on the rise, and this new multi-billion dollar credit card is being spent primarily on the following. Reducing carbon emissions, lowering health care costs, yeah, right, and funding the IRS to improve taxpayer compliance. I smell a great reset coming. America's been bankrupt for a long time, so central bank digital currencies will be necessary, resetting our entire economy and, moreover, our entire way of life. 
When that happens, the last of our few remaining freedoms will be stolen from us once and for all, and we will truly, as Klaus Schwab has told us, own nothing. Audio CDs and transcripts of this message are available when you call me at Wisconsin Christian News, 715-486-8066, or email Rob, R-O-B, at wisconsinchristiannews.com, and ask for message number 407. This has been the Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News. Find us on the internet at wisconsinchristiannews.com. Questions and comments? Email Rob, R-O-B, at wisconsinchristiannews.com. The views expressed are those of the speaker.